It's May 23rd, 2022. This is Rook. They are one of the best-known Iranian rock bands of the 21st century, and they come with a mission and message in their lyrics. It's been almost 17 years since the debut album of Kiosk hit the world, and they've grown a massive audience across the Iranian diaspora ever since. With their urgent rhythms and potent political and satirical lyrics, Kiosk have distinguished themselves in Persian music, you might say. Now they're back playing live shows, and they are here in the Rook studio today for a feature interview and a live performance. Kiosk or Kiusk, the band, coming up. This is Conversations from, to, and about the Iranian diaspora. I'm Gian Gomeshi. This is Rook. Hi there, welcome to episode 180. Sada Hashdod, Rezajun. It's going to be hard when the numbers get too high for me to be able to count in Persian, you know? I know, I know. Then I I'm going to be like, Divisto Shasto. Can you count up to, how many can you count up to? Yes, I can count. Okay, Thank good, you. That's good, about good. all I can do. Hey. Episode 180 of Rook. <laughs> Hope you're keeping well wherever you're tuning in from around the world. Hello to you from Toronto, Canada. Salam, Dustan Aziz, Durud Bashama, Salam Reza, Jun, Captain, Capitan Reza. Hey, I embrace that, sir. <laughs> I know. The Captain and Reza the Captain on Reza. Instagram. Uh, and. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for that promotion. And uh, hello, Groovy Shy. Not on Instagram. <laughs> Happily <laughs> off Instagram. Yes, true. Uh, kiosk, the band Kiosk, mm-hmm. uh, are coming here. So I understand that um, the reason why there's the disconnect uh-huh. is in Persian, it is actually spelt like kiosk, like it's mm-hmm. like uh, the same word as in English, but it's spelt with an O, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and an O spelling in Persian is kiusk. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Right? So if you, why are you looking at me no, like that, Shai? Y- yes, I'm thinking. I'm yes. Thinking, yes. <laughs> <laughs> be, be careful. I know it's not easy when you're thinking. So then I, I asked uh, the, the Bachaha here, I was saying, well, why, then why isn't it spelled um, ki- with a U? Because then you'd say kiusk in English. Yes. But because they wanted it to be kiosk, the word is kiosk yes, in Persian. Yes, yes. So it really is the same word, but it's said differently in English and in Persian. I, I, I think that happens in French too. I mean, in, it, there's a lot of movies that they pronounce it differently in French. It's the they same. They pronounce so. kiosk differently? Um, I don't know how to say kiosk <laughs> in French, but <laughs> maybe they say kiosk. But they probably do. They probably do. You're you're saying that the, in French things are pronounced differently. Thank yes. you. And Reza. what I'm saying is that Farsi language is very much influenced by the French. So maybe no, but it's that's an odd thing Kiosk. because normally you would say the word yeah. the same way as it's said in in you know both languages. You would say the name of the <laughs> the band. Yeah. You know, but but because it's spelt key like kiosk, <laughs> and because kiosk is actually a word, yeah. it's, it feels absurd in English to look at that and say kiosk. That's right. right. So yeah. then. 
you have this weird thing where Iranians, you know, you, uh, where English people, speaking people, sure. would look at this and think Iranians are saying it wrong, even though it's an Iranian <laughs> word. It's like Iranians coming <laughs> to, to the West and calling Westerners Khariji, yeah, you know? It's yeah. like one of those things. <laughs> My mom still does yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> In Kharijia, it's like, um, uh. you've been here a week and uh, <laughs> so they've been here true. for generations. So, so. True. Yeah, Kharijia meaning foreigners, of course, if you're listening and a non-Persian speaker. Uh, so anyway, the boys are, are live in studio. Yes. This is kind of uh, fun. They're not only here for an interview uh, in advance of their uh, Toronto date, uh, playing live in Toronto at the end of this week. They just played Vancouver, I guess, last night. Yes, yes. Uh, they're here for a um, an interview, but also a live performance. Wow, it's going to be really awesome. fun. Yeah. First time. We've never had a live performance. That yet, is not true. Did we? Did we? No, yeah. Have? Well, we had Nima and Sara. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Sorry. And I think we've had a couple of other. No, only Nima and Sara. Really? They're the only people who performed? Yes. Yes. Anyway, certainly our first band playing. I mean, we launched in the middle of COVID or the beginning of COVID. So it's these opportunities are finally coming up. I'm very, very happy to have these guys coming in. Um, Me too. Lots to talk to them about always. Uh, they put out this album just a year ago called Sweet Destiny, and I know they're going to play one of the songs from that record. Anyway, Arash Subhani, um, Ali, Nima, Casey yes. are going to be here. Looking forward to having them here. Uh, Reza, you are back. Yes, how sir. Was, how was Las Vegas? Did you lose money? Yeah, I won. Yeah, well, yes. Uh, I, may, I I broke even. Let's let's okay. let's call it even. But and uh, that's, it was that's amazing. That's a that's an accomplishment to go it to is, Vegas and is, is, break even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was pretty good. Fun was had. Fun was had. You didn't had, come back. Uh, you did not come back betrothed. You didn't. You, no. you, you are not married. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. A lot of <laughs> you know. Keon was speculating last week that Keon speculates <laughs> a lot of things. I wouldn't really put too much thought into what Keon has to say about my personal life <laughs> oh, <laughs> or okay. anything for that matter. No, oh, okay. She, yeah, she thought maybe this was your opportunity she, to she pop did. the question. I and, know. Yeah. I was insinuating that I'm very getting serious and stuff, and she thought that maybe that's when I'm going to pop the question. Uh-huh. A lot of people had that thought, actually. But no, uh, it didn't happen. Did you have any, by the way, because of the Ali Reza Qurbani we yeah. talked about last month or a couple months ago, and, and this has been happening a lot, mm-hmm. you're you're a guy born in Iran. Yes, yes. Um, and did you, I know you were a little worried about this. Did you have any trouble getting oh, into- Oh man, getting I gotta into, tell you this. I got across, but here's, here's the funny part. Like I've been going to the States for for a long Years. time, yeah. yeah, and never had any issues. Never, ha- were, I was never asked these questions. So the guy stops. Well, me, it's the like, post-Trump thing. Yeah. there's the uh, there's the whatever it's called, the Patriot Act or whatever the the new regulations where if you were in the army, yeah, uh, S- even if certain, e- po- certain po- side of the army, yeah. even if it wasn't your choice, that's right. Back in the day, you're banned. From you are cannot get into the states, that's right? Correct. Yeah, uh, that this this is only relevant if you're born in Iran. Of it course, they don't ask relevant. me any of these questions. No, no, no. Only if on your passport it says like born in Iran which mine does Shiraz represent and uh, the guy stops me he's like so uh, did you serve at the army where did you go to the uh, for your military I said I didn't go to the military I left when I was 17 the guy's like so you didn't serve at Sepah wow oh he said Sepah he said it he was like so you didn't serve at Sepah I'm like he said the Persian word. He said he didn't Persian say the word. No, 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 the Persian revolutionary word. guards uh-uh. or whatever he said oh. he was like so you didn't serve at Sepah wow. I'm like I don't know what that is sir but nah Wow. I got the allowed before any of that stuff. I didn't. So. Know, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I and said, he bought I don't that. Know that. 
he I, I guess if he took, he took he took a look at one <laughs> one look at you and he was I mean, like yeah. this guy's just been out clubbing he doesn't know what Sepa is <laughs> or yeah. the audience who doesn't see me you take a good look at me you'll be like yeah he doesn't know what Sepa is but I do <laughs> so he let me wow in. so you just lied to a I customs totally did. I well somewhat I knew what Sepa was but I didn't serve at the army so I was also being truthful here's the thing I thought it was just like because it was a random thing I didn't know it was it's like there's doctors who've been going to the states for work conferences and like visiting family and stuff like friends of mine that I found out are banned from Absolutely. Going to the states. No, it's this a is a huge problem, problem right now. Yeah. It's a huge problem especially because um there was a period we've talked about this on the show but there was a period after early on after the revolution where you didn't have it because I think there's an opt-in opt-out you know yeah. uh, if you want to serve on the SEPA side or, of, or not with the army you have to serve in the army but you have an option but there was a period when you didn't have any options yeah, you have any so people who've been living in the West for 30 in Canada for 30 yeah. years or something like that but happen to have been streamed into that yeah. back in you know are now not allowed to and, and it hasn't changed under the Biden administration there was some yeah. A presumption that this was a Trump thing that yeah. would change, but it's been kept in place. So anyway, you got to Vegas. They let you. They let me I mean, in. this is, hey, you I know there's a problem people. at the border when, uh, <laughs> forget the porous Mexican no. border that the Republicans are worried about. <laughs> it's letting Reza Canada. in to go to, to Vegas oh, that I'm most I'm concerned. I'm one of them. Trust yeah. me. Trump all the way now. Oh, you're I'm a pr- changing my views, okay. starting to really shift and becoming more I realistic. Did, this is, you're not really changing because this is exactly the thing you said when you came back from Florida. Is too. that true? Yeah. So you're I like, guess, I'm a Republican now. I, uh, I love Trump. <laughs> All right, I what is it with these American trips? And you know, come back. Man, they really have an effect on you. <laughs> the freedom, the food, the lower taxes. The food. food. <laughs> 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 the food's great in Toronto. What are you talking about? I don't know. It's okay. the not to take it's anything away from our American. American brothers oh, and sisters. No. Oh, Ashobhan, he lives in New York, of <laughs> oh, course. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah. So, become friends. He's, well, he's on the other side of the... Thankfully, we're keeping him away from you. <laughs> no, and waiting to come why. in the studio. You're not letting me see him. We are coming to you on rookmedia.com. It's there that you can link uh, to all of our platforms. We're on our ongoing mission to build a new audiovisual encyclopedia of Iranian diaspora identity. We are on Spotify, SoundCloud, CastBox, Apple Podcasts, Instagram, uh, so if you if you just want to listen to if you haven't done this before and you just know us on Instagram or YouTube, you can actually subscribe on our podcast platforms and listen to the show anytime you want there. Uh, or of course, if you like some visuals, YouTube and Instagram are the places. And if you like to see your bulletins or titles and all of that in uh, English and in Persian, check us out on Telegram at Rook Media. Um, Shia, you yes. you were sad about something this week. <laughs> I, well, no, you yes. texted me about yeah, um, Van, uh, yeah, actually, this is a question I want to ask you on the show. Uh, so, do you know Vangelis, the Vangelis, the, the movie composer, the soundtrack correct, guy? Yeah. Correct. So he passed away. Uh, bah, 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 yeah, the, the chariots correct. of fire guy. <laughs> I love it, but I don't think so. We, so you know, who yeah. you got you knew Vangelis in yeah. Iran. This is my question: How big Vangelis was in uh, Western? Uh, B- big in what way? Like um, celebrity? Yeah, 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 not big. No. I like the. I mean, obviously amongst movie composers, mm-hmm. movie soundtrack guys, or whatever, and even a bit outside of that. Yes, people would know who he is yeah. if they're interested in that. Uh-huh. But he's not like 
Springsteen or Bowie or something. There's no, you know, people would walk around yeah. talking about Vangelis. So he's huge actually in Iran. Really? <laughs> so and, and that's I, so interesting. Yeah, so I thought a lot that why he's huge in Iran. I think this is the reason. So his music doesn't have any. Some people, some people say he's the Beyonce. <laughs> 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 no, no. Like, what do you mean he's huge in Iran? I mean, what, what the reason is that I think because his music doesn't have any lyrics. You know, he's not a uh. rock star. So, and in the television, in oh. TV, they can't. They like they can uh, play it. Play it. Yeah. Uh, yeah like, and also, it's not really rock music. It's no, like, no. Uh, mellow. It's, it's like mellow. yeah, yeah. If yeah. they want to show like the. Uh, Iran Iraq war the footage of Iran Iraq war they put Vangelis <laughs> if they want oh to show yeah, the team Meli goes to the World Cup they play oh, Vangelis but not that the, the Chariots of Fire theme or what do they use yeah, What's the so for, for the epic one they play the but yeah but for the sport one they play the Chariots of Fire wow so Vangelis was is known in yes, amongst yes. yeah like when 1998 Khodadad Azizi he scored the goal against uh, Australia and Iran went uh, to cue the Vangelis yeah, yeah yeah they played that over and over again. <laughs> 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 it's so funny yeah it's great okay rest in peace Vangelis rest in peace rest Vangelis thank you Shia for uh, the the incredible Iranian composer Vangelis a proud member of our diaspora how old was Vangelis uh, mm. 70, 78, I think. Right. Actually, I've heard that he, he passed away because of Corona. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's uh, sad. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, I... Uh, I guess there'll be theme music at the funeral. <laughs> oh, oh my God. No. <laughs> uh, all right. Big thanks. A big thanks to Kachi Kamandi Immigration for support with this episode of Rook. So this is a full-service immigration firm that offers all inland and overseas immigration services, including temporary visas, permanent visas, PR extensions, and citizenship applications. Katy and her team are available to inform and assist you as their client throughout the whole immigration process. And due to the current inflation and dollar rate in the Middle East and Iran, they are flexible in their agreement fees and are considering up to 20% discounts to their fees to new clients from that region till the end of July. So if you want to come to Canada or you're here and you need support, you need an immigration counselor, Katy is your person. Sounds like the right time to team up with Katy Kavandi Immigration Services. Instagram page immigration. Have you have you uh, have you been to the Museum of Contemporary Art in Toronto, mm. Canada? Me? Or Either of you? I have. Either of you cultured men? No, right? I don't no? like museums, but I like museums of <laughs> contemporary art. Like I like contemporary art, but no, I haven't been. You've never been. been to the MoMA in New York? The, no, no. There's a must. It's a I must know. visit. The MoMA, I've been there. Uh, this museum is on the Dundas. That's correct. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've the west there, yeah. west yeah, part of Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So listen, if you're outside of Toronto. There is a great museum that you should, you know, if you 
come to Toronto, if you're in the greater Toronto area, uh, there is the Museum of Contemporary Art. It is in the downtown west of Toronto, the Junction area, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as Shai is saying. This is a pretty good time for you to visit. Right now, at the MoCA Toronto, is an exhibit, MoCA being the Museum of Contemporary Art, uh, is an exhibit entitled Shirin Nashat, Land of Dreams. So no. lots of folks listening may know of uh, Shirin, of course, Shirin Nashat, an Iranian visual artist, uh, known for her work in film, video, photography. This is her first major exhibition in Canada in 20 years. It sees the convergence of photography and film, bringing together a range of work in one immersive experience. Um, and this comes from her perspective as an Iranian immigrant living and working in the U.S. A land of Dreams focuses on global issues of displacement, migration, and geopolitical conflict. It's running to the end of July. So you want to check this out if you are in the Toronto area. Um, the main part of this exhibition is, uh, and, and what gives it its title, is 100 photographic portraits at a video installation converging photography and film into this uh, immersive experience that presents a perspective on contemporary America. Wow. Oh. So instead of going to Vegas... Reza, you could have gone to the, the very, very you could have gone to the Museum of Contemporary Art very, in Toronto. I'm getting dizzy thinking about the contrast. She didn't <laughs> land of dreams at the Mocha Toronto until July 31st, 2022. Yeah, thank you to the Mocha for help supporting this program today. Uh, I saw our friends uh, Mazdrabani and Tehran oh, and Nima uh, nice. Nima Nazari at uh, performing this weekend. They were uh, on top of their form. Uh, get to see those boys anywhere on tour i know they're continuing to play dates all all yeah, over the place awesome. make sure to see them as well all right we are about to bring in the lads from kiosk yes shy we just said everybody's set uh my in-studio guests today are one of the most prominent rock bands to emerge out of the global iranian diaspora and the global community in recent decades take a listen to this مدت عشق عشق قدرت مدرنیته یه سنت تو محور شرارت جیان عشق سرعت مسکن رنج در به صورت غرص و گر شما نهار نداری جاش میخوریم کیک زن انتخابای تستی ازدواجای قسطی دوزار ته گنجه بود فرستادیم فلسطین موفقیت تزمینی موزیک زیر زمینی دکتر قلب نمیخوان جراح فک و بینی غیرت سیب زمینی توسه سبک چینی دموکراسی دینی پیتزای قرم سبزی little taste of their great song from the album the same title from 2007 the love of speed that is the band kiosk or kiusk as you might know them in Persian, never gets easier for no. a Western kid. Why is it kiosk? <laughs> it really, it, the word is kiosk. Yeah. It looks like kiosk. Uh, they, are, they are a celebrated Iranian underground rock band, well known for their blend of musical styles and their wry lyrics confronting cultural angst. So kiosk began with singer and songwriter Arash Subhani in Tehran in 2003. Arash moved to the States in 2005. Kiosk releases their first album, Ordinary Man. And since then, they've released seven studio albums and have toured the world. Their latest album, Sweet Destiny, is a musical film and album dedicated to the families of the victims of executions and the death penalty in Iran. The band has a big show here in Toronto coming up on the weekend, Saturday, May 28th at the Axis Club and Concert Hall. But first, 
Ali Kamali, Arash Sobhani, Nima Ahmadiyya, and Khashayar Bondar. Four-fifths of Kiosk are here live in the Rook studio today. Hello, boys. Hi. Hi. Nice Hello. to have you here. What have you done with Shahrooz? Why is the drummer never allowed to come to the important interviews? You need a break from drummers time to time. <laughs> is he okay? Yeah. Is it, oh, he's at work. He wouldn't right. get a day off. The, all right. He doesn't get a day off, but uh, the rest of you do. I, I, I think it's uh, there should be a, a law that dr- you're not allowed to turn up somewhere without your drummer. The drummer always gets, gets the short end of the stick. But um, you've just played in Vancouver. you got a show coming up in Toronto later this week. I mean, the obvious and simple question, how does it feel to be back together uh, and back on stage, Harash? Um, uh, it's amazing. You know, the three years almost we haven't played uh, because of the lockdown and all, what have you. And to, to feel the energy of a live audience, to, to play music together, you know, to, to the chemistry that has in the band been, you know, between me and Ali and Shadows, you know, we go way back. And uh, uh, Nima and Casey, of course, they brought a, a different different light to, to what you're doing so it's it's really exciting I'm really excited I'm really happy I'm having a great time playing with these guys you guys are in different parts of the world now um, most of the band is in Toronto that's correct you yes. guys are in Toronto yeah. but um, Arash you're sort of constantly on tour seemingly roaming around the world <laughs> but you're currently in New York right. mostly yeah. uh, how much time and effort Ali do you have to spend Reacclimatizing with each other uh, when you're re- reuniting, or is it like riding a bicycle? You just you um, know strap on the instruments and you're back where where you were in 2007 or sure, something. yeah. You know some of the songs we've been playing them for 15, 20 years. That's like muscle memory. I can yeah, like you you play them automatically. But especially when you have a new album out, you gotta work on it. So we we all practice like at home, but. I think we need maybe a few weeks to get in a good shape. But, but so by August, the show should be <laughs> a lot better than this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, 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 well, you know, there's no limit to how much you can get the song perfect. You know, it's uh-huh. always room for improvement. But it's, like you said, when, when we get together, because we've played so long together, it's just like the energy, then we can find each other, then we can kind of like hover up for each other. So it's, it's both. Both. How know. does it feel for you, Nima? Does it feel like um, intimidating to, to be playing? I mean, you're a great guitarist, but you know, is it you got to get up to speed really quickly, and even more so because uh, you guys haven't had the chance to play together that yeah, much. Yeah, but the um, kiosk is different because these guys are my friend too. So we hang out some, sometimes and we jam. So we kind of know each other's taste in, of music, and you know, we sometimes jam kiosk songs or other kind of songs. So it wasn't that hard to uh, master the songs, but still, yeah, you need a few weeks to sound tight and, you know, have no mistakes. Even the, I think the big bands, in they like rehearse a lot of time. Well, like the really times. big bands um, go to a castle somewhere in Northern Ireland exactly, or something just for <laughs> two months and rehearse the tour. Right? Well, we have a basement. <laughs> we don't have a castle. We have a basement <laughs> in Toronto. So, <laughs> And Casey, we have a fancy man cave. <laughs> what's, your, what's your position on, on catching up uh, after a while? Come, come right up to the microphone here. Yeah, um, I had the pleasure, actually, to work with these guys um, for the first time. So I'm very new um, here. But um, yeah, I, I love their music, and I hope that in future we get to work together some more and jam and rock, you know? I mean, these guys are great. You're a great uh, musician and, and a producer. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you must have known 
of Kiusk when you were coming <laughs> yes, up. Yes, of course. I, yeah. Of course. What, what does it feel like to be in the band that you would have probably been a fan of? Yeah. Um, it feels great. I mean, um, for me, the most important thing before anything else is the chemistry and the connection between guys. the guys. You know what I mean? And the first time I saw these guys, it was like... You know, I've known these guys for such a long time, and you know. When was the first time you saw them play? Uh, first time I saw them play was a few years ago, like three, four years ago. Okay. Yeah, but again, like, um, that it's all about chemistry. You weren't you know? five years old in Tehran. <laughs> no, in I don't think 2003. so. Two thousand three. No, no, I don't think so. But um, yeah, it was like a few years ago, which a couple of the songs I've, I've heard, and I'm a big fan of rock music, so I knew these guys are, you know. And when Nima told me that there's a gig and are you interested, and I jumped on it. You know, it was, it was great. I mean, part of the the thing about living in different places is you you're necessarily at different points in your lives too that you than you were when you started the band um it, it's if you'll forgive me for it's it's kind of it's not an easy question to answer because it's a um you might have to take your time with it but but do, does your relationship to kiosk change as you get older and as you're not all you know uh i mean not that you're old guys you're you know but you're but you're not starting you know you're not starting in the music business anymore um does it does it change ali do you have a different relationship to this band than you would have had 15 years ago um not an easy question <laughs> yeah no i think it changes yeah for me it's like my baby so i've i recorded mixed all the kiosk albums for past since we started right I spent hours and hours of my life working on this music, so it's my baby, but sometimes you don't like your baby for a day, sometimes you love it another mm. day, yeah, it's, yeah, for sure, for sure, it ch for sure it changes, but it's always, it's my baby and it, it will be. Um, do you love the old records? Be honest. Do you or do, or do you listen to them and go, "Oh, I would have done this differently." I would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So some some songs I always say, "Oh, I don't, I don't want to listen to it. I I wish I could have done this differently." Mm. But still, still, I love the song. But I think, yeah, I say that a lot. I wish <laughs> I wish our I should sung this better. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this morning he, he told me, Jian um, has a beautiful voice when he talks, and I was like, okay, maybe he, the guys are thinking about a new vocalist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody uh, says that. Uh, <laughs> you don't say it to me. Arash, <laughs> uh, what about your relationship to this band? I mean, you're, you've also famously done a lot of other things, uh, and you continue to. Um, is Kiosk... I mean, I want to think as a fan of your band, it feels like coming home to come to be playing with this band. It's like, oh, this is my comfortable sweater in a exactly. positive way. Mm -hmm. Is that is that really what it's like? Exactly. I think I think uh, I think what Ali said and, and what you know you described is, is really how I feel. It's it's like the base. It's like the home. It's like I feel comfortable with these guys when I play. It's it's this, it's a project that we started, and a lot of people came and went and. We worked with a lot of other artists and, and it was all, you know, but the journey, uh, you look back and you listen to some songs. You may not like the song or how you played it or how you sang on it, but you have some memories. It brings mm. back certain days and certain experiences, certain time that you were going through some, I don't know, relationship or whatever. And then those parts is that makes it precious and makes it valuable for me. Uh, and like Ali said, it's like our baby. It's our baby. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting relationship. It always feels like home. It's like 
I know whatever happens to any other project I'm doing, there's always going to be chaos. The implications are different as you get older, you've tasted a good lifestyle, you've had pet jobs that pay a lot, whatever. So it's harder to, um, I mean, just to put it out there, it's probably harder to tour in the sense that you don't, you know, you're at a certain place in your lives where you don't necessarily want to all cram into a, a shitty van and, you know, drive from Albany to Syracuse, right? So so the type of gigs you want to do and that you, you have families, you have, so it restricts you have to kind of navigate how to continue doing the band, but also maintain some of the rock and roll energy that's, that yeah, exactly. you began with, right? Exactly. That's 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 very true because you you have to do certain things. You have to like uh, get in a van and and just go and do places that you don't necessarily like to go or whatever. But I think uh, the, uh, the the uh, the other thing is the relationship with the fans because the fans have grown older too. You know, right. they've been playing around for fifteen years. Right. So they, these guys are different people, but still they have some memories with these songs. They have some. They they relate to some of the. So to to play them the new songs and you think about all of these things and and uh, certain things that you've done in the past you don't want to do again or places you don't want to go again. So you keep thinking about all of these things. Name all the places you don't want to go again, so oh. we can uh, he, people can hear how much you dislike their their talent. Toronto is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I love Toronto. No, it's it's always been like a, whenever we play at Toronto, it feels like really a, the closest thing I can get of playing in in Tehran. Wow, yeah. Toronto yeah. feels like Tehran. The closest. Well, I mean, I guess now because so many folks have come from Tehran and and quite recently but can you characterize why it, it feels like Tehran it's f- from the very beginning wherever we went to tour and and Casey has a lot more experience because he just came back from Turkey and Australia and all of them. but the, wherever I go I really am interested to learn about the Iranian community there and sure, why they're yeah. there why they're in Sydney why they're in LA why 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 did they end up in Houston and there are so many you know different factors that comes to play um, schools industry what have you and Toronto, I think it's it's the the type of the it's the uh, they come from the same background, same class, same you know. I have friends here from uh, when I was doing the military service. I have friends here from when I was in right. uh, high school. I have friends right. here from college. All of that. So it's like my type of people, uh, for whatever reason, decided to come to Toronto. By the way, just just because you mentioned it, there is a there seems to be a real burgeoning community in Sydney, Australia. One of one of our top cities listening to us right now mm. is Sydney. Like thousands of people listen to Rook every week on, in Sydney. Um, you you were just there, were you? Yeah. Tell tell us about it, Casey. Well, I had a concert um, with Bijan Mortazavi. He's a great violin player. I'm sure you guys know it. Yeah, but the thing was, Sydney was the crowd was completely different. You know, it was oversold out. There's a lot of people wanted to. I mean, it was just a different vibe, you know. Yeah, so I think the community in Sydney is huge, yeah. you know. Usually our biggest shows are either in Toronto or L.A. But yeah. you can feel like... I think the people in Toronto, because they travel a lot to Iran and they come back, mm. I think they're more connected to mm. Iran. That's right. L- yeah. L.A. folks have mostly given up on that. Probably. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. like yeah. usually older people live there and they, they have a life settled there and usually they don't travel that much. But usually people in Toronto, they're y- more y- connected younger, to Iran, yeah. 
younger speaking uh, of which ali you live uh, two streets away from where i grew up in yeah, thornhill and it, it pisses me off so much because i think i could have used you 20 30 years ago it's like when i was growing up and there were no persians around and there you are now close to my mom's house it's so beautiful uh, i have a bunch of questions i want to ask you guys um uh, and I, and I want to get into uh, to politics and and, uh, and some of what your your mission is as a band. But we're going to start off with a song you're going to actually perform live because um, uh, because you brought a couple of guitars and and it's uh, our great fortune to have you playing in the Rook Studio. You're going to do a song off the most recent record, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, Ma Ma. Do you remember when it was and where you were when you wrote this song? Yeah, I was in Stockholm working on a project, uh, Purchase Got Talent. I was a producer for that show. And uh, I had my guitar, and uh, it was right after one of the uh, recent uprisings in Iran. And, mm. you know, the images you see. And then and then you come to social media or you turn on the news and you feel like how they're trying to formulate it differently. Uh, especially, the you know, how the media is being manipulated by certain players. In both Iranian media and and uh, you know non-Iranian uh, media, that really pissed me off to see uh, something's happening, and then the, the hypocrites uh, who try to uh, you know get something out of it for themselves, mm. or trying to uh, doctor the news, or you know what we see today. You know, I mean, it's it's a, it's a global I think problem right now. Mm-hmm. The disinformation, misinformation, all of that discussion aside, but the whole concept of you know people who are in media, they come from that background. They grew up in Tehran. They see those streets. They see their brothers being, you know, uh, shot at, and then they, they just come on camera and they say things differently. And uh, so, Ma pushed the abnormal. It mm. won't stay like this. And 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 that was that. I just sat down and I and I wrote the lyrics and 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 uh, I think it's it's it was kind of like f- f- therapy for me. Mm. It was like my message to all these people who were doing that. And 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 actually for for. Uh, we used the clips of the some of these um, reporters on the actual song, on the a- actual recording. You can hear them that's right. saying certain things uh, that we refer to. But yeah, that's how it came about. Uh, all right, let's let's uh, hear uh, this live in, in the Rook studio, and then we'll come back and, and, and talk about it. Um, let's try it. Well, right, let's, let's do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So let me explain what's happening here. So Arash is, is, on, is picking up his guitar, and he's going to play and sing uh, Ali and, K- and Casey. Don't... You've got my vintage shaker. You brought your vintage shaker, which involves peanuts in a. We can make popcorn. That's actually peanuts, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm wasting a peanut can on you for that, you know. And uh, and Nima's got a guitar here as well. This is from the from the album Sweet Destiny and the song Ma live in the Rook Studio kiosk. میشه یه دروغ اومد گفت که جای حقیقه از دهن بقیه شنو میشه لاب زد و مدرک آکسفورد رو خرید میشه پنهان که حساب بانکی رو زد و بند با تاواری شد تانگو با یانکی رو بعدش بغز کرد جلو دوربینو 
رأی مردم رو دزدی میشه وقت عمل چوغنده رو ماست شد یه روز چپ شد و روز بد راست شد هنر واسه هنر سیاست رو نفهمید چشا رو بست و هیچی رو ندید ما پشت ابر نمیمونم 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 تو کشور فقیر پولدار شدن ساده است جنس همه جور و خریدار هم آماده است هر با غیرتی رو به قیمتش میشه خرید بار گوش میدم واسه هوا شناسی باد از کجاست باید باکی بلاسی باید دیرتر رو افتاد تا زودتر بقیه رسید همه یا دکتر هم یا مهندس یا استاد نسل سوخته از چهل تا هشتاد مجرم یکی مثل بقیه شما هاست تنها جرمش این بود که گیر افتاد ما پشت عبر نمیمونه ما پشت عبر نمیمونه ما پشت عبر نمیمونه ما پشت عبر نمیمونه نمیمونه ما پشت عبر نمیمونه پشت ابر نمیمونه ما پشت ابر نمیمونه ما ما پشت ابر نمیمونه نمیمونه beautiful nicely done live in the rook studio that's kiosk kiosk Uh, Arash, Ali, Casey, and Nima, uh, and from their latest album, Sweet Destiny, that's the song Ma. I really love that song. And and the chorus refrain translates as the moon will not stay behind the clouds. Uh, like the truth will come out, basically, yeah. right? Uh, and I didn't know that that was a, that's a saying in Iran. Yes? Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it is a saying. And, and it, it, actually, it is a saying that I seldom use. I, I don't use that very much, but it just came naturally. You know, when I was looking at those images that are not being shown on TV, it just came, you know. Uh, it made, made sense. It's, it's funny because it's a, it's, it's a difficult song. It's a sad thought. But at the same time, the idea that the truth will come out is a defiant kind of um, hopeful sentiment too. I mean, do you actually, do you believe that? That, that, yeah. that it's, an, it's inevitable that, you know, um, atrocities are going to be explained over the years? That, that's very interesting, uh, uh, I think, discussion to have uh, right now in Iran because it's, it's, it is a fight about hope. It's about clinging to something. 
people lost hope in everything and even hope itself as a, as a word omit in farsi doesn't mean anything anymore because they've devoided uh, the words from meaning everything in farsi reform hope uh, change all of that is just meaningless anymore but it's important that we realize the concept of hope and we stick to it because this new generation if they they grow up without hope what is there without hope you know um, so i think i think it had to have that melancholy feel because that's what the, the situation we were living in. And at the same time, it had to have some opening. I always think like, you know, that the songs that really move me, and that's true with some, you know, uh, gypsy songs or blues or whatever, it's yeah. like a, when it's when it's raining and then, then you see the sun come out of, uh, you know, behind the clouds or like, you know, that time of the year when there's like, you're sad, but you're happy, there's mi- minor, major, what, what did uh, what did uh, uh, Leonard Cohen say, major, major, a minor minor fall for major lift or you know it, this is what's happening and, and and i tried to capture that in the song well, that was the mood i was in i guess so. it's interesting that you should say that hope is a difficult word because uh, arsh this is the saddest thing that i hear said about particularly about young people in iran today is that um there's a nihilism that pervades that that it's just like why give a enough like you know who can, you know we're we're bad back team we're never we're not gonna uh, you know that we don't have a future there is no hope um and i i often hear that that's that sentiment is particularly crystallized after the green movement right after 2009 it was like i mean we have people come on the show and just go that was the last you know that was it for me once that happened and you guys formed and we're writing your political, you know, songs and defiant songs. Before that, um, how how have you seen that change in in terms of where what you guys need to stand for and 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 represent in terms of the 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 will and the hope of Iranian youth? I think one of the saddest things that actually happened after the Green Movement was that we started to fall apart. I mean, before that, even uh, and through the Green Movement, we always were united. I think the whole country was united. They knew you know they stand they have to stand up to this regime and and, and they want to change but then they started to kind of like uh fragment the society of you're from this tribe or you're from that background or you believe in this ideology whatever they started to to and and you can feel it in your friends in your family members a lot of them you don't talk to anymore or or, you know people in in, you used to play music you don't want to see them anymore because of the political differences that happened and and i think the iranian government really played their games very well to divide the country over these these fault lines uh but to me and i think to the rest of the band was that you know we, we believe in something, and when, as long as we say what we believe in, and we're not pretending, we're not trying to ride any waves, we're not trying to be opportunistic, we're not trying to say what people want us to say, but we say what we believe in. Even we had to pay prices, you know, we had we were canceled, uh, you know, you know, we talked about this before. So, uh, so that makes us feel like we're doing what we're supposed to do, and uh, and I think more push that name, and eventually yeah. people will know that. What do you think, Ali? Um, Actually, I'm going to explain something a little off topic regarding the song Michael Jackson, Mm. uh, because everybody, we we have a song. It's another song on Sweet Dusty. Yeah, Yeah. a newest album called uh, Michael Jackson, and the chorus says Michael Jackson passed away. Everybody's asking, like, what is it? What what are you trying to say? (laughs) So, yeah, because you just mentioned uh, Green Movement. So when um, Green Movement happened, it was the same time Mike Michael right. Jackson actually passed away. And the chorus of the song says... Michael Isn't the Jackson. idea that the Michael it Jackson's death kind of swept the Green Movement off the front exactly. pages, right? Exactly. Yeah. All the medias all around yeah. the world, they just covered 
uh, Michael Jackson uh, death, right? Mm -hmm. And they didn't do anything about the green movement. So that's that's the meaning of the song because yeah. everybody's asking, like, mm. what what is it? Yeah, why you say that? Song? That idea of the hopelessness, uh, either of uh, uh, Iranian youth. Uh, you guys are welcome to jump in here. I, I don't want to only be directing things to Casey. You want to go ahead? Yeah. The word hope. I mean, for us, I've been here since the year two thousand, so I've never experienced that truly. But. I just want you guys truly to imagine that for a second. Like, close your eyes and imagine you don't have any hope. You know what I mean? I do a lot of meditation. I go to India. So the reason I, co I can connect with it is because I've touched that part of, part of me that, you know, how, how is it that you can live without hope or connecting with a lot of people in Iran and Afghanistan, a lot of Middle Eastern countries, not just Iran. And I think it's it's like... Death, it's like a slow death, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. if you don't have hope, that means you don't have a future, that means you don't want to do anything. Yeah. Um, you don't have any motives, any motivation, nothing, right? You just wake up. So what ends up happening is that you just want to either diss people or like empty your anger on yeah. other people. The same thing that's happening with our country. But right? it's understandable when you've been burned so many times. Exactly. So yeah. I think um, something major needs to happen mm. because people are suffering, man. Without hope, life doesn't make sense. Can I ask about, uh, um, if, if it wasn't such a serious topic, I was going to say, it's like being an Arsenal fan. You, uh, <laughs> you've been burned so many times, you think that we're just not getting into the Champions League. It doesn't matter. Um, do you? Let me ask you about political songs. Uh, um, because Ali Arash is the lead singer and we we hear him and he's quite outspoken in social media we hear his politics it's always interesting being in a band where there's there's um poignant and but an important but political lyrics and and messaging how does it work exactly when there's a few members of the band in other you know, words if there's a song even if it's just a lyric one of the lyrics of the song that you're uncomfortable with mm -hmm. i mean i can't imagine that you're always on the same page about everything right. so say you or shahruz would have heard something of it yeah. do you do you speak to arash about it or do you guys have to like fight about it or do you just go no it's his lyrics i don't mind or how does it work i think everybody has a different personality right so i think we've we've been around for years and we managed to be in a band for 15 20 years um, I think the relationship and the chemistry between the guys is as important as the music mm -hmm. and if it doesn't exist you won't be able to do anything one of the things we had is that so obviously like in anything lyrics music there's always something that you you don't like and you you like to change yeah there, yeah everybody has a different opinion so I trust Arash about the lyrics and the songwriting and I take care of the technical stuff, mm -hmm. recording, arranging, mixing. So I leave that part to Arash. Mm. I don't want to get involved. And he says in nothing part. about the recording and mixing, right? Not that much. Yeah, he has his <laughs> He's uninformed. <laughs> he has his right, input, right, yeah. but he's mostly focused on lyrics. Yeah and the melody of the songs. So I think this way worked for us so far. So I don't... 
I mean, it's a, that's a, it's beautiful that you have that in your band, Arash, because I'm sure there's things that you guys have, you know, your, some of your greatest songs, that there's somebody who's pissed off at the lyric or, yeah. you know, comes at you and goes, why did you do that? Why did you say that? Why are you, you know, and you have to, yeah. you represent. I mean, you're, you're brothers yeah. in this band together, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. Do you, Arash, do you... Uh, for a song, maybe not for a song like Ma, because it's hard to disagree with anything that you're saying there. But for some of the songs, do you actually sit down with the guys and explain where you're coming from and say this is what uh, why I think this song is important, or do you do you sort of trust that they trust you? I think it's it's we've had discussions about some of the songs and and before, but I think I, one, what I wanted to add to Ali's uh, point was that uh, both Ali and Shar was politically. They may not be as active or outspoken, but uh, not that they just trust me. They, they, they share the same values mm. because exactly. we share. Yeah. We come from the same background, uh, and we've had other members in the band who were like uh, communist or whatever, and then we were fine with them as long as you know they they were fine with us. But mm. then it was their problem, uh, uh, whatever happened. But uh, for us, I mean, uh, we all share the same values. We all uh, believe in the same stuff, and and same. We want the same future for for our country, but. The guys trust me, and I trust them, and uh, the, the the relationship is like brothers, like you said. You know, we've had discussions. We've had like, a, you're doing it too much, or take out this word, or this may piss off certain somebody that mm-hmm. I don't think it's the right thing to do. And sometimes I listen, sometimes I don't, sometimes I fight back, sometimes I don't. Uh, but it's always been like, you know, like brothers, like, like a family, and we always managed to sort it out. The, the only times we had serious fights was over the sound check. And as <laughs> like it's out of our control. It's like not he, my area or, or his area. He goes crazy when we do sound check. <laughs> How is he crazy? <laughs> he can't stand sound check. Right? You don't it's like so sound an- checking? No, he doesn't like. He's no. so annoying. It's a waste him. of your time. Uh, uh, well, it's not just that. It's just like <laughs> too many. It just becomes a mayhem. It becomes too chaotic. Everybody has an input, and then there's so many people in charge. And you, you meet these sound guys you've never met before, and the guys that had a fight with his wife last night, and or his uh, I don't know hangover or whatever. And it's just like I don't want to be there. Wow. <laughs> A stunning indictment of sound checks. <laughs> the, the poor innocent sound check. It's, uh, I never heard this kind of. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting because in Western music, I hear people, usually baby boomers, but, you know, people of all ages to a certain extent, lamenting sometimes that music is not being made, like that political music doesn't get made these days. That That artists are not, because, you know, there's a lot to be, commented on in the west obviously as as well um uh and and compared to periods in history like the late 60s or even through the 70s uh where it was a badge of honor and important for artists to be speaking out the early 80s the punk and new wave movement a band like the clash or something you just don't i mean who do you point to i mean maybe there's some of it in hip-hop but it's almost a wasteland in terms of political artists and i was thinking about iran and iranians and iranian artists and um there is such a i mean there's so much uh to comment on and so much that's uh, that that we would depend on artists to speak about but actually when it comes to iranian music maybe in the the pop sphere at least uh i don't always hear a lot of political lyrics and um i know that's partly because if you're in Iran, you know, that can cause a lot of trouble. Or if you're not in Iran, but you want to get played in Iran, that can cause trouble. But 
what, what is your take on that? Um, your your feeling. I mean, and we've done an interview before, and I know that you personally feel it's part of what you have to do to get you know to write political lyrics. But do you do you wish more Iranian artists were more political in what they were doing? Yes, I think I think it's 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 very important that everybody, whatever they're doing as an artist, actors, professionals, you know, whatever fields you are in, you, you don't forget where you come from. You don't forget Iran. You don't forget your brothers and sisters there, and you don't forget the situation and, and the future. You know, this this country was handed down to us generations after generations. They fought for it uh, to keep it alive, and so I think it's it's a responsibility as an Iranian, and then you being an artist and a musician, whatever comes after that. So you have to realize as a citizen, as a person, I want to be on the right side. I have to, you know, take a position. I have to take a stand. I can't be indifferent to, to what's happening. So that's number one. Then you're a musician, you're a cab driver, you're a doctor, whatever. So that's one thing. The other thing is in the po- Iranian pop, un- uh, unfortunately, again, Casey might have a better understanding or, or, or n- uh, more knowledge about this, but I think... The, the, the how the songs are crafted you know some dude somewhere else writes a song about something that he hasn't experienced and then gives it to some other guy who arranges it and then gives it to some other guy right. to sing it so right. how do you connect the singer cannot even connect with, with what he's singing how do you expect the people to kind of feel uh, you know the, 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 the lyrics so uh, I think the problem is there because a lot of our musicians don't write their own stuff and they don't even care what they're the saying. The culture of that doesn't even really exist, exactly. right? Yeah. I mean, there's some singer-songwriters, there's bands like you, and some hip-hop artists maybe who do it themselves. Yeah. But other than that, it is, it's kind of... New it, idea. It's like, yeah. It's, the industry is basically, there's a writer that gives it, and then you're the singer. It's a it's sort of the Celine Dion model. But, exactly. But across the board in, right. in Persian music. What, what, what Do you want to comment on this, Casey, about um, politics and, and, and music and for Iranian artists? Yeah, I think um, the problem goes way deeper than I think it starts with people because when people people start accepting anything that they feed they feed them right um, and the artists a lot of them in my opinion a lot of pop culture in our in Iranian community they want to get rich famous very as fast as possible you know and people fall for it you know so people support it they instead of making a difference with music and doing something that actually matters and make make someone think about something twice these guys have found a shortcut and whatever that's today and market oriented these guys just release and people support it i'm not saying it's bad um, it, it, there should be room it's a for good business i guess yeah exactly so a lot of guys say say they they're gonna say that okay we can make this artist and we can make yeah. this amount of money from this artist and in a year or two he's gone and then the next guy comes in or you know we can actually like one thing I was gonna mention about the band um, the concept is actually great you guys I'm to be honest I'm so impressed that you guys have been working together for 15 years because I think the change needs to come from ourselves first and with Iranian people I'm, I'm Iranian as well right <laughs> is teamwork is a very hard thing to do because we never learned it yeah. right yeah. so when we were talking about the country and the people I think this is where we but, start but can I say I, I'm glad Arash that you you didn't limit this 
uh, at least you're consistent when you're saying you expect this from the cab driver and the the builder and whatever because i i do feel like some i mean i asked the question but but let me turn it around now sometimes i feel like artists are unduly expected to carry the burden that that for example will give a pass to somebody who says I'm I'm doing work with Iran. I I I have business that back and forth. So that's why I can't get political in my carpet business. But we expect the artist has to be out there shouting from the rooftop, and it and um, there's a disparity there. Um, at the same time, and and if I flip it around and and maybe take the devil's advocate, although I'm going to make this argument based on what people have said on this show, we've had artists come on here and say this, comedians, uh, musical artists, etc., who say, "Look, our people have been through enough misery. My job is to entertain. You know, I want people to have a good time." A very very famous uh, Iranian comedian came on and said this recently, and you know I said, look, uh, you know, uh, I do my gigs so that people have a good time. I don't want them, you know, I don't want to even remind them that there's all this trouble. How how do we respond to that, Ali? You want or Arash? Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, yeah, I mean, I understand where they come from, and I and I don't want to like uh, point fingers at anybody. Like everybody should be doing this. I mean, it's a free country, but uh, I think the uh, the issue is. Uh, you have certain responsibilities towards your fans and if your fans are in pain if your fans if people listen to you people who have made you who you are because they bought your record or come to your concert or your show or what have you uh, they are in pain and uh, do you want to give them a painkiller or a, a temporary fix or you want to remind them that they have to do something about it because this is not going to go away I, I take the second approach so I think it's a personal dis- decision that the artist makes I think in general, s- some music, not not only in Iran, like everywhere, some music doesn't have value. It's just, it's just a, bu- it's just business, mm. right? You see right. it everywhere, sure. and most of it is like that. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say, and I, I'm yeah. not gonna blame that. It's it's a huge industry. Yeah. It's a huge industry. There's a million kids. They just wanna, yeah. yeah, listen to whatever is in fashion, and yeah, yeah, it's it's a huge. I- industry and it's been always like that you listen to bob dylan so and i'm sure in that same era there was some music that was absolutely pop. No value. Just, uh, yeah, yeah 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 it's it's been always like that in music y- yeah that disparity although it's funny that we we tend to remember dylan more than we do the exactly. uh, <laughs> um the pop songs that feel more ephemeral feel more forgettable mm, uh, yeah. sometimes right guys can i add something to that um so i think music industry is 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 business is like it's an industry that as a, as a producer that I've worked with a lot of different singers and I've produced a lot of different styles of music um, the first thing that I have to do as a producer when I look at someone and it's a new talent so I want to produce them or something is to think about okay I'm investing this much time and money and this and that so when I start having tour or concerts how many people are going to come and, and how much money I'm going to make from this. But it, it, again, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. You no, know, it's great, no. but we need all different styles of music and all different kind of artists. Um, but what to you're ignore saying, and to avoid agree. and say exactly. this doesn't, ex- the problem doesn't exist. Yeah. That's, that's, I think, wrong. Yeah, it's, a, I mean, 
somebody once said, you know, John Lennon could afford to be a, an activist, right? <laughs> exactly. So not all musicians can. Yeah, right. um, but it's a tough one. Let me, the, it's, it, because I've got producers like you in the, in the room and a band that's that's been around for a while, and, 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 and you guys, I think, were at the forefront of, of um, a new wave of rock and, and, and indie rock music coming out of Iran. Um, one would think that Iranian artists, this would be the hope, 21st century now um, that there's going to be more recognition that the Persian music business is growing in the 21st century after first of all a complete shutdown in mm-hmm. the, the 80s right yeah. um, but do you think that's true H- how do you feel things have changed in Persian music in the last couple of decades I think we are going backwards and and there is a curve that I believe everything is going to sorry, go to shit at some point and then it's going to start recovering. What he said, like before, like when like all these hit songs from Abi Gugush Darius, the old school songs, yes. like the artists were living together. The, the songwriter would really like fall in love, go to the jungle, write the lyrics. Then, you know, it was real music, real analog stuff. And, and then it would come out and 30 years later, it's still amazing you know so that's what we're missing it's like I've talked to all these producers you know and they say okay I do like 20 songs a month I'm like how (laughs) is that even possible like you know so what are these these templates you know and then they're just gonna so I think at some point you're gonna hit rock bottom with our What, what do you mean we're going backwards um in terms of look music I think first is creating you know and that creative part of it is missing right now so it's Mm. all about the business of Mm. music these days you know so the productions are getting better and better but the feel behind it you know the 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 vibe behind it Mm. you know is kind of going down so i think at some point people are going to start realizing that what they're feeding most of most of 90 percent of yeah. Persian music I think is there is something wrong with it because the age of the songs are getting less and less you know like a, nowadays a song when it's hits when it's a hit it's gonna be like two months three months maximum the the life of the song well, you know certainly if you guys were at the forefront of of new Iranian rock um, what happened to it <laughs> where where is it where where is the the new iranian rock i mean i know there's a few bands but yeah. it doesn't feel like that really I, I think has when gone the, yeah. when the internet broke you know like when youtube came about the itunes yeah. came about there was like new tools new uh, new opportunities for new bands to to kind of emerge and then once that happened i think the the media the government the people who had the power they realized okay we need to control this this either for financial reasons or political reasons you need to have a, some sort of a control checks and balances on this no, we but don't they're want not controlling it in Los Angeles are they? no but the commercial part of it, is, is, yeah. it doesn't make sense so nobody supports that hmm. and, uh, and then, then there's the media there's, so there's all these elements that come to pieces but I wanted to go back and I think it's, it's, it's on a global scale I think you would agree that it's, it's, yeah. it's a problem it's not just about Iran yeah. I was, uh, what, what's a problem? Uh, the, it's becoming shallow the, the entertainment well, 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 it's, it's becoming shallow but the music industry is thriving 
in in other parts of the world. I mean, you know, yeah. the, there's no. It's not like the music industry is dying in no. America. No, 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 no. But I don't know where it's going in the Iranian community, mm. and and I wonder why that is. I mean, obviously there was a revolution that cut things off at the knees, and and you know, but since then, um, like especially in the last couple of decades, why why isn't it more fertile? And I, I say this and I get criticized because, you know, somebody can find an artist that they go, oh, it's a great artist. Yes, there's a great Iranian artist. But disproportionately, I mean, Canada, a country of 35 million people, is exporting superstar artists, you know, every day. Yeah. I mean, there's a, you know, the weekend, Drake, this, that, whatever. And where are these superstar Iranian artists? Where are they coming from? Where are they? I mean, they we don't really hear of them. And so and I think it's a dysfunctional industry and I exactly. and I so I wonder, you know, what your thoughts are the, on that. The, the, I think the media role, the role of media here is really important. So we don't have one single program in, on any radio or on any Well, you've uh, got one single platform. Uh, yeah, well, congrats <laughs> <to> that. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. No, yeah. but but I'm trying let's say we had top of the pops or rango right. or things like that that you okay, you know that this last week this album was released. We're going to review it. It was a shitty album, but it's out there. But now you're not gonna even find out, you know. Like our good friends Oham released an album, and, and Nemo was telling me that he's a fan. And I told him, "Have you heard the new ones?" He's all. Has it already been published? Yeah, I didn't know there was a new one too. I, okay, I see, so so but somebody we need some sort of a platform or, or, or a music program. We don't have a single one. None inside Iran, not outside Iran, not in Toronto. Don't no. we have one? Uh, I mean, uh, what about Radio Javon? I mean, well, uh, what is that? Is it is. A, it's. I think that uh, I, I'm really not familiar with how they operate, but I think <laughs> I, am. I thought you were going to say I'm not familiar with them. <laughs> yeah. I don't listen. It's always a tough one with their. I don't yeah. want to. T- you know, good. Good for them. They're doing a business, and they're. You know, but uh, and I, I. I certainly wish them well. I just don't. I just don't. I don't know how how it works when there's only one sheriff in town, right? Exactly. Well, I think there's two different problems. There's one. That we are not working in our own country, you know what I mean. We have eighty million people, yes. but we are so that's one thing, yes. you know. Um, but almost ten million or whatever, eight million of them, of us are now outside of Iran, right? Yes. There's an audience for the show in English, so what? There, you'd think there would be an audience for for talented musicians. Um, I do, and we are selling selling out shows and stuff, but it's not the same as if the artist was actually in his own country the second problem is in Iran there is no system so even the artists that are working in Iran there is not a proper system that says you know everything is just getting famous getting rich quick you know so we don't have a system let me add something so in Iran there is no copyright I think that's the biggest issue if there is no copyright there's not going to be a music industry the system is broken from its base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. That is fun. And, and on a granular level, if you, I always people get probably get tired of hearing me say this because I talk about someone like Farid Zaland or um, you know. But if you guys were a Western rock band who have written songs like you have that an entire community a country of 80 million people could sing back there's at least three kiosk songs that i that almost everyone i know of in a certain age group can sing back right you would be you would be set for life right now 
If you were English artists, you would be set for life right now with the same songs, same size audience. But you're right because there's no copyright, there's no royalty structure, Nothing. there's no there's no there's no appreciation for that kind of creative content. Um, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> what an uplifting conversation. This it is time. what it is. <laughs> We were talking about hope, huh? <laughs> you did that replay show. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, to be fair, a lot of the artists that you had on were the the old greats. Uh, but what what did you learn about the interest in Persian music by doing that show? Uh, my concept uh, for that show was actually what you uh, touched on, the, the, the heritage, the musical heritage that we had before the revolution. And I wanted to bring in younger uh, musicians to, to cover those songs. And kind of connect, you know, to kind of make a bridge over the '80s that we had no music at all. And uh, I think uh, a lot of people got that, you know, a lot of musicians. It was different times. It was COVID, and we couldn't bring everybody that we wanted, and all of that. But I think a lot of people inside Iran realized and, and appreciated that. And I got a lot of. I still get emails and text messages that you know we we go and watch, you know, so and so's performance doing so and so song is better than the original, or is it like a all of those stuff that I think uh, um, was important to me. And creating that bridge, n- not forgetting the past. I mean, you look into the future, hope and all of that, but we, ha- we should not forget where we come from and what we had before. It was great. We had great musicians. We had Kuroshi Agmoi. We had all these guys, pioneers of rock, you know. We had a good music uh, scene mm-hmm. in Iran. Mm-hmm. And not forget about that. Let's go and start from there. You know, let's forget about all the crap we made in LA for the last, uh, you know, f- few decades mm-hmm. and let's go and and, mm-hmm. and and to the source and that was the idea behind it and uh, and i wish we, uh, we could continue that type of programs in other uh, networks and, and media you know uh i asked you uh, um a couple of days ago with songs that you were interested in in uh, playing uh, when you generously said you, you guys were going to come into the rook studio and play not allowing shahrus to come of course no, no drummers allowed uh you and you and arash you said you know i really feel like doing a song called ruza azadi because of what's happening in iran right now so um i'd love to hear you guys play that song but um um, right now, there are protests in Iran. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention them, especially because you, you you wanted to talk about it. Um, there's crippling inflation. There's a lack of resources. There's inequities growing wider and wider every day. Um, do you want to speak to that at all before you, as, as you set up this song? Um, first of all, thank you very much for giving us this opportunity to to be here. And and, and it, it was you know it's always fun to talk to you and, and, and interesting to, to, to all these discussions uh, uh, but yeah I mean about the situation in Iran uh, it's it's heartbreaking to see how poor people are becoming day by day how much they're losing you know how much the value of your life is just losing that you know it's it's, it's unimaginable for us uh, outside the Iran and and uh, and these kids you know have like they've I, I'm sure you've seen the footage of the kid in Shadowcore jumping on the car and just, you know, he's just asking them to shoot me. And when you see those things and you feel like, what can I do for them? And, and, and the least we can do is to acknowledge that they are suffering. And even for a few minutes, if I have the platform, if I have the podium, just just remind everybody else that this is what's happening inside. Not forget about it. Nicely said. Um why don't you guys uh, set up and do this song, and and then we'll we'll talk a bit more on the other side of it. Okay, we'll give it a try. Three, four. 
نشست تو دستم پرنده ای غمگین به من میگه پاشو به من میگه ننشین چه زخمیه تو صداش چه بغزیه تو نگاش میگه بزن به جنون که عاشق من باش بلند شو از کابوس پرشید و پیدا کن بگو به دنیا نم قفل در آوا کن بکی سر دنیا فریادی از شادی دیوونه شو برس تا روز آزادی بکی سر دنیا فریادی از شادی دیوونه شو برس تا روز آزادی تا روز آزادی حرفای قلب تو بذار بیرون بیاد بکش رو دیوارا رویه ها تو باخون گیتار تو بردار سر بده آوازو به خاطرت بسپار لحظه یه پروازو بکش سر دنیا پریادی از شادی دیوونشو برد تا روز آزادی بکش سر دنیا فریادی از شادی دیوونشو برد تا روز آزادی تا روز آزادی به پیچ تو دنیا صدای عشق و جنون تو این سکوت مست بخون دوباره بخون تو این سکوت مست بخون دوباره بخون تا صبح آزادی تا صبح آزادی تا صبح آزادی تا صبح آزادی Nicely done, uh, live in the Rook studio, Kiosk, and the song Ruza Azadi, that's Arash, Ali, uh, Casey, and Nima, uh, performing here live in the studio. I have to thank you uh, all so much for, for being here and for performing um, live. Let me, you know, it's interesting listening to the incentive of, of uh, the precipitant for you wanting to play that song today and, and your thoughts about what's happening in Iran. Um, it's a, I know you, that you probably always all get asked this question, but if if things were different in Iran, very different, um, totally different regime, would you would you want to move back there? I would for sure. Yeah, you would. Yeah. So your your home is still Iran in your alley. Um, that's a tough question. I've been living here for twenty years. Um, I would love to go back, but I don't know. Maybe this is my home now. I have so so many attachments here. Hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I can't answer that question depends honestly. On, it depends on the regime there. <laughs> no, well, that's what I'm saying. If yeah. if if there was a big like change, a per, yeah. If there's a big change, like an ideal regime, right? I mean, I feel like I would want to go and uh, I don't know honestly. experience Iran at the very least because uh, I can't go. What what would what would you what would you say, Casey? For me, I think it's not just a regime that's going to change. Mm. Uh, it's it's the years of people being abused and all that stuff. So it, I think it takes 30, 40, 50 years after the regime yeah. for people to truly change their uh, point of view and to truly, you know, um, change. So for me, um, maybe after a while, mm. you know, not just right away. But yeah. That's that's a very, very thoughtful answer. Uh 
Thank you for that. Because I, even when you were talking about creative uh, copyright earlier, it's even like if you change the laws tomorrow in Iran, yeah. it's not that right Nobody even knows how to do it. It hasn't right. existed, right? So it it's needs it, yeah. a system, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nima, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, like even I think even we have some of those. Uh, brainwashing stuff you know going on right now so even for us it takes a while to maybe because every time i go back to iran maybe maybe i'm changed or my whole like the whole society is different is it has a different vibe so it really depends on which iran you want to go back to you know mm. the one that was 40 years ago that you know looks very westernized and uh you know fun but um yeah, like even you see like people from England or other like European countries move here. So I'm not sure like what the motive should be f uh, to, you know, immigrate back or yeah. it could be something and not I, even political, you know. But, but well, but they wittingly move here. Yes. Right? Yes. It, there's a difference between and they can go back immigrating immigrating exactly. <laughs> immigrating somewhere because you're I mean by all means Canada yes. is an amazing country. Why wouldn't you want to move here? But if you're moving here because you're escaping something and you're going to exactly. be shot at or put in jail or something like that's a, it's a yeah. different incentive, right? So it's uh, and and a different motive in terms of whether you'd want to go back or not i would give it a shot you know i, I mean i you know i asked the question i also still feel like um i i also don't think it's a good idea for iranians to come go anywhere in the world or come here and and live in some sort of exilic mindset that we're squatting here we're going to return to some you know place because then we're not investing in the com community that we're in which i think iranians need to do to have the kind of social and political and economic influence that our community should have in the in the broader in, in, in the U.S., in Canada, and um, at the very least, to make sure that information is is uh, corrected when it's uh, when it's incorrect in in media, etc. Um, what can people expect at this uh, show this weekend, Mr. Sobhani? Well, I hope they. Those who are listening in Toronto, by the way, so if you're listening in the rest of the world, sorry. Well, uh, I'm. I'm. My follow-up question is going to be: Will you play it in the rest of the world anytime soon? Well, we hope, first of all, that people uh, have a good time. They come and enjoy some good music and, and uh, you know, just get something out of it, you know, get feel a little bit more connected to Iran, uh, see friends and have a good time. I think that's what this show is about, most of all. And uh, hear some of our new stuff, we play some of the old stuff um, for them to uh, to kind of refresh their memories or, you know. Uh, most of all, I, I, I really hope that they come and they enjoy and uh, they tell their friends about the upcoming shows. <laughs> all right, that's uh, thank you so much, guys, for being here. What a what a pleasure! Thanks for taking your time. Thank Thanks so for much. coming here. Um, the great band Kiosk uh, playing. If you are in the Greater Toronto area, or if you want to fly here in the next few days, uh, uh, they are playing this weekend, this Saturday, May twenty eighth, at uh, the Axis Club in Toronto. Their latest album is called Sweet Destiny, uh, and you can find out about all of this at kiosk the band what's the web, web, yeah, website kiosk the band kiosk the band dot com thank you so much guys thank, thank you Jim. thank you so much and once again you can catch the kiosk guys uh in toronto at the end of this week at the axis club on saturday night make sure to go to the web their website for details really nice to have you guys here this is full time for rook for today Go to our website for all things Rook related, rookmedia.com. Rook, easy, easy, easy. Rookmedia.com. 
is where you uh, find all of our previous episodes uh, and our guests and our Rook Funnies all there. Thanks to the amazing team who put this show together each week. Savvy Roham, talented Anahita, Ponta the artist, the fabulous Keon, Super Patty Saw, Smart Pega, Alhaya Maritad, Captain Rezard, Groovy Shaya. Thank you to all of you out there for supporting us and sharing our content. Please subscribe if you've not done so already. Find me on Instagram at Gian Gomeshi. And as ever, make sure Mizu Mashi.